You're listening to Advancing Our Church. to Advancing Our Church, Changing Our World podcast about Catholic stewardship, leadership, and advancement. And I'm your host, Jim Friend. Welcome back, everybody, and thanks for downloading our podcast today. Glad to have you with us for another episode of Advancing Our Church. And again, we are on the West Coast the last two weeks. This is our third week and final week for now of visiting the West Coast. And today we are in San Jose. And the question of the week is, do you know the way? To San Jose. And do you know that song, by the way? Well, we know the way to San Jose. I was with our, my colleague, Mr. Tom Farrell, Senior Managing Director at Changing Our World. And he joined me for this interview. And uh, we took a beautiful drive down the West Coast and saw some amazing sights. We're in the heart of the Silicon Valley here in San Jose. And we met with Mr. Joe Naylor, who is the Chief Development Officer. Joe was appointed to this position by the bishop in July 2017. He is doing an amazing job. He's put together a terrific team of development professionals serving the diocese and stewardship and development. We got to meet all of them, had a great conversation with Joe. Funny little story, after this podcast is completed, we uh, we decided we're going to have some lunch. Joe said, where do you guys want to go? Wherever you want to go. Joe, he said, all right, well, do you guys, do you guys have an open mind? I think, okay, sure. Well, where do you want to go? We're going to the bowling alley. All right. All right, we're going to a bowling alley. Fine. We, we go up the street, park, we walk in, go down some stairs. And uh, I see this room, this, this tables are just covered with white linen tablecloths. It looked like fine dining. This lovely person sat us down, took our orders. We had a, a fantastic lunch and a great conversation with Joe, a lot of laughs. And just goes to show, never judge a book by its cover. We, we had a great time at the bowling alley. It was awesome. So uh, thanks again, Joe, for your hospitality. Thanks for being on our podcast. And uh, I think you guys are going to enjoy this, this interview with Joe Naylor. So without further ado, here is our conversation. Well, Joe, welcome to the program. So glad to have you here today. Great. It's wonderful being here. Thank you so much for the invitation. Well, thanks for uh, having us here in the Diocese of San Jose. It's, uh, I think it's my first time here in the Silicon Valley. So uh, tell us a little bit about uh, life here in, in the diocese. Well, the diocese is comprised of around 600,000 Catholics. Mm -hmm. We're one of those dioceses that's just in one valley. So it is the San Jose and the valley here. And we've got 52 parishes, 28 uh, elementary schools. And uh, the great thing is with we've got Microsoft and Apple and mm -hmm. all the tech companies that are around us. So. Yeah, yeah. And do you see that realized any in some of your fundraising? Or We do, actually. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's wonderful that many of the uh, CEOs and vice presidents of many of our companies are involved in our parishes. And mm -hmm. so we try to engage them in a lot of the... Uh, fundraising and the programs that we have here. That's great. Well, Joe, let's start with yourself there. Tell me a little bit about your background. Sure. So I grew up in the Midwest in St. Louis, went to school at Rockhurst, a Jesuit school, mm -hmm. came out to Los Angeles and worked for the Y for 17 years and then in healthcare and then was recruited to work with the Jesuits up in Northern California out here and actually in Silicon Valley. Mm -hmm. Worked for them for four years, had the great opportunity to do a capital campaign for them. Then they recruited me out to the East Coast out to uh, Manhattan to work with the New England province and also the province in, in uh, Boston. So mm -hmm. had a wonderful time there for two and a half years, but missed the warmth. So yes. came back to California. <laughs> and at that time, the bishop was entertaining the idea of doing a capital campaign here. Mm -hmm. And so he brought me back out here to help them uh, ascertain and to do a feasibility study for our capital campaign. So Wonderful. Wonderful. Yes. And uh, where'd you go to school? 
So went to the minor seminary in St. Louis yeah. and then went to a school called Rockhurst University, okay. a Jesuit school back in uh, Kansas City, Kansas. So right. from the Cardinals to the Royals. So it was a yeah. quite competition with the baseball out there. That's great. I should have mentioned at the top uh, that we have Tom Farrell here with us as well. Tom, welcome again. Thank you, Jim. Glad to have you here. Tom and I are kind of visiting some of the dioceses in California, and I was so glad that you accepted uh, our invitation to be on the podcast today. But uh, so, Joe, I, we were talking before the the show started a little bit about um, your annual appeal. You have a very successful nine million dollar annual appeal. Uh, did it has it has it been at that point uh, for a while or that level, or have you been growing it over the years? Sure, over yeah. the last three years, um, yeah. we've done a lot of uh, purposeful. Tweaks to the program enhancements. The goal usually is around six million to uh, six point five million. Anything over the goal goes back to the parishes. And so, two years ago, we held a fundraising boot camp, mm-hmm. which was an opportunity for all the pastors and the proco vicars to come together with their finance chairs and talk about how do you create case statements and how do you identify the needs at the parish. How do you then you know promote that and, and engage your parishioners? Mm-hmm. And the nice thing was it was an opportunity for them also to look at some their top donors. So we provided them their top 50 donors and Mm -hmm. asked them, you know, have you had the chance over the last year to meet with them, to thank them, Mm -hmm. to share with them, you know, how their funds have been used. And so it was a great learning experience. We had a a couple of uh, testimonials from some of the pastors who have done a phenomenal job over the last several years speak. And a lot of them took that information and went back in the next year and, and identified projects at their parishes. And so they saw the, the increase go up 10, 20%. So we used to raise around 8 million. Then mm-hmm. we went to 9 million, 9.5. And this year we've actually added more enhancements to the program. So oh. this will be the first year that we've done sustained giving okay. for, for the ADA. So again, it always amazes me that people have to fill out the forms every year mm-hmm. and they've been doing it for five years, 10 years, 20 years. So now we're allowing them just like with your Netflix membership and your gym membership, it's year-round, painless. So, mm-hmm. so once they sign up once, then that can continue until they decide to just to, to stop end it. There, just to a, end it. a reoccurring gift over and over. So, exactly. are a lot of those like monthly gifts, or exactly, yeah. And so that's a new introduction this year, and mm-hmm. so. We're looking forward to that. What we did a couple years ago is we decided with the video to create the video into two, three-minute segments. So just like a podcast Mm -hmm. that was going on in Facebook. And so we bought Facebook ads and targeted that to people on Facebook between certain ages. Then we Mm -hmm. looked at our restorative justice programs, the religious programs, and so really targeted that. And we saw a great increase in the number of people that were coming to the website that were looking at the videos. And so we think that that really um, yeah. increased the engagement. Because I think the challenge probably as you've gone out to talk to other dioceses is mm-hmm. that when you have only 30% of parishioners that give to your annual appeal, what's keeping the other 70%? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Facebook is wonderful that way, though, isn't it? You can target the geographic area, like you say, target the demographics, the people who might be interested in religion versus other audiences. Exactly. Yeah. So a lot of people might be into social justice, yep. but they're not into vocations or Catholic education, vice versa. You have a lot of people that really mm-hmm. you know, believe and see the merits of Catholic education and want to make sure that all children are have that accessibility. Mm-hmm. And so it's been great for us to really segment our donors and find out what their interests are, where it touches on their heartstrings. It's great. And so uh, you're you're kicking off your appeal again next month. Here we go again, right? Here we go again. So. <laughs> How many years again have you been here in the diocese? So I'm um, going on three years. Three years. Okay. Yes. So this will be your third appeal? Yes. 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 That's yes. great. 
And, and I like what you're saying. Do you just tweak a few things every year and just kind of add a few nuances? And right. And I love the the idea of a of a fundraising boot camp for pastors. That just sounds great. You got a lot of good feedback on that. It, it was wonderful. They yeah. they've asked for more. So <laughs> good, good. Where do so, you think? Where do you see that going? Then you think there'll be another like a one oh? You had a one oh one. Now you're doing a one oh two. Or we we actually did this, this yeah. past uh, three months ago. We okay. brought all the pastors back again, and we had guest speakers come from the the diocese in San Bernardino. Nice. Nice. Again, talking about how do we engage our Latino parishes and, and different ways to market to them. And, mm-hmm. and in our diocese, it's very interesting because all of our materials are in Vietnamese, mm-hmm. Spanish, and English. But we have a Chinese church. We have Korean martyrs, a Korean church. We have masses that are in Tagalog. Mm-hmm. We have um, one parish that's in Portuguese, another one's in French. So wow. we serve a lot of uh, different uh, Wow. Groups in the diocese, so that's wonderful. So, what are some of the tactics that you're encouraging pastors to use who serve these different diverse communities? Right, I think the biggest one is communication. Yeah, and so making sure that the message that they're wanting to share from their perspective at the pulpit is being able to be articulated to those various groups. Mm-hmm. And so, even at the diocese, we make sure that our posters, our video. Everything's in several languages and providing those services for them. And telling their stories. Right, exactly. Right. It's all about the stories. It is. And and, and I think that's the, the beautiful culture of, of the Silicon Valley is that you have such a melting pot of people that are coming in in the tech world from all over, from India and Asia. And so, again, I think our parishes really strive to be a welcoming location for them, for them to build community and to meet new people. Yeah, it sounds like a very, very diverse population and uh, certainly causes you to have to juggle a lot of the balls in the air, making sure that everybody is uh, is addressed in their own language and you're deal- talking with them in their own culture and meeting them where they're at, right? Yes. That's a big, that's a big challenge. That's yes. great. Yes. One of the key things I think we've done in the last year, too, is we had a major gift campaign. Yeah. And so we've just finished raising $21 million. Oh, congratulations. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Uh, it was earmarked for education, mm-hmm. uh, Catholic education for our seminarians, mm-hmm. for the retired priests. But another big part of it was evangelization. Mm. And I think, again, having the resources available for our pastors and for our youth directors and catechetical mm-hmm. directors that they are able then to really minister to the people in their, in their parish. That's wonderful. And when you uh, went after that group for the major, it was just a major gift, just your top donors? Or? Yes. Yeah. So our bishop, uh, Bishop mm-hmm. McGraw, former bishop, was here for 20-some years, yeah. and he just retired mm-hmm. um, this past May. So over the last year and a half of his time before Bishop Oscar Cantu, our new bishop, came in, realized that um, he would like to engage these families and donors who've been supporting him for the last 20 years in a small campaign. And so he met with um, 20 to 30 individuals and and raised those funds for all the projects. Wow. That's a significant amount of money for 20 to 30 individuals. (laughs) (laughs) But it's the Silicon Valley, right? Silicon Valley. (laughs) Yeah. It's great dinners. (laughs) Yeah. Some great dinners. (laughs) And the economy here in the Silicon Valley is is going well, thriving. Quite well. Yes. That's great. It reflects very much, I think, the uh, same sentiment across the country and mm-hmm. very much uh, a lot of uh, think tanks mm-hmm. here in the area. So That's great. So what does the appeal support right now? What, what is your case for support for the appeal? Sure. So our ADA, our annual mm-hmm. diocesan appeal, mm-hmm. basically is looking at Catholic education, mm-hmm. uh, looking at evangelization, many of the typical things at diocese as with the seminarians. We have 10 seminarians right now, mm-hmm. and then we have the retired priests. One of the areas, too, they're focusing on is, is development for, for our priests. We have 100 priests in the diocese, and, and they come from very 
very many cultural groups too. We have 30 priests that are Filipino background and several that are from Argentina and several from Africa. And, and again, so providing them the resources for administration, management, um, enrichment mm -hmm. um, is a key thing. So. Do you guys provide that additional training for them? Or are you working with any other groups on that? So they do bring in outside mm -hmm. resources. And and, yeah. and the nice thing within Silicon Valley, we have Santa Clara University, the Jesuit mm -hmm. University. Ah. So there's a lot of partnerships with mm -hmm. uh, Santa Clara. Mm -hmm. so. Wonderful. You have three colleges, right? Three Catholic colleges here, I believe, in the, in the diocese? So we've got uh, Santa Clara. Right. We have Stanford nearby, and we have... Uh, course san jose state so mm -hmm. that's great but, yes that's great how how are you guys doing around plan giving these days so we have a catholic community foundation mm -hmm. that um, was developed from our last uh, campaign in nine in 2004 and so we do a lot with our foundation and uh, we established just two years ago the saint joseph's finance uh, saint joseph's uh, legacy program uh, the St. Joseph's Legacy Program is to recognize those individuals who've left the diocese, their parish, or their school, and their state plan. And we have now 90 members of that. And so it's been wonderful. That's a partnership between the foundation and the diocese. Mm -hmm. And so we put on uh, a lot of workshops um, helping educate people about plan giving and legacies. And uh, it's been quite a mm -hmm. great uh, productive a relationship and uh, mm -hmm. and and our parishioners are very happy about it. That's wonderful. And so they are separate from your office. The foundation is yes. completely separate. Yeah, yes. that's wonderful. And only been around for a couple of years. How uh, how is the governance structure set up with with them? So the foundation has its own board of directors. Mm -hmm. um, the bishop appoints several of those mm -hmm. board members. I think they have around ten to fifteen board members right now. So that's great. Wonderful. Yes. Well, tell me a little bit about stewardship in your diocese. Uh, is that is that a function of your office? It, it is, mm -hmm. and um, we are continually looking at ways to enhance the program for the for our parishioners and the priests. We all attend the International Catholic Stewardship Conference, which I think sure. is a great asset for all the dioceses. And coming to your home state this year? <laughs> yes, it will be in Anaheim. So yes. we're encouraging all of our pastors to mm -hmm. look at their stewardship committees and mm -hmm. their development committees and inviting them to take a, a drive down the five freeway down to Orange County. They can go yeah. to Disneyland for one day and there then you conference go. <laughs> for the several other days. Yeah. And uh, so that's a big push for us right now. Mm-hmm. When you work in stewardship, what kind of services are you offering the parishes right now? Currently, if they need speakers or if they mm -hmm. need um, some work with their committees, we're able to provide that. So. Mm -hmm. That's great. And how do you see stewardship here in the diocese? Is it a, a concept or a, a spirituality that people are comfortable with? Or in you know, some dioceses, some parishes are exploring with it and, and others really, the bishop has embraced it. And how is it seen in, in your diocese? Jim, I think you're right. I think <laughs> it's all over the all gamut. Over, so, yeah. <laughs> so Bishop Oscar Cantu, our bishop, is very in favor of, of assisting with all the parishes with stewardship. Sure. And he's also creating a culture of vocations uh, uh. throughout the diocese which is key. So I think we're able to help those pastors who have a great interest mm -hmm. and desire to learn more about stewardship and uh, how people can enhance their relationship with Christ. So Wonderful. Tell me a little bit about this culture of vocations that he's trying to encourage. Sure. 
It's a program which in the last several months he's introduced throughout the diocese, and it's inviting each parish has a special cross. We had a special mass at the Basilica at the cathedral in which people were missioned from each of the parishes, and that cross goes from house to house each week, yeah. and people pray for vocations. And and again, as we all know, it's a, it's an invitation. Mm-hmm. Uh, come and see. And so I think uh, it's, a, it's a very well received with the parishes right now. That's wonderful. And obviously, all across the country, we need a lot of prayers for vocations. Yes. Huge, uh, huge need in each of our dioceses. So certainly every diocese has been impacted by the scandal, you know, the, the sex abuse scandal. And I'm sure that uh, you guys have taken some proactive measures to address it. Uh, how is the climate here in, in your diocese with sure. that? Sure. The diocese has only been around for 30 to 40 years. Mm-hmm. And so it was a mission of the San Francisco diocese. And so luckily the diocese had no um, cases, um, mm-hmm. major cases on the clergy abuse. But just like all the other dioceses, we're very hypersensitive to mm-hmm. the issue and have done a tremendous job in the workshops and trainings, and the bishop hosted several listening sessions. So I think they've they've done a good job, you know, addressing that. Sure, absolutely. Do you have any? Are there any new initiatives happening in 2020 that you want to tell us about? I'm wondering which of you are going to ask that. So. <laughs> <laughs> One of the new things too we've done in the diocese is looking at our retired priests, mm. and these are individuals who certainly have served the the diocese their entire life and there's never been a recognition of, of, of a an appeal for the, the priests and so just in the last two years we started with Good Shepherd Sunday mm-hmm. implementing a new priest appeal for the diocesan priests and so it's been a well received from the parishes and their opportunity to give back to the priests that have helped serve them so we're taking that program and really looking at how do we enhance it and videos of some of the retired priests and testimonials from the par- parishioners and so I think that's an a new initiative for this year. It's a very popular case for support. People do want to say thank you. You know, these men give their lives uh, to the priesthood and in service to us. And so it's a wonderful program that you're putting together there. It makes a lot of sense. Yes, thank you. Yeah. What else are you working on this year? That's kind of the that's the, main, the, the, the top one. <laughs> that's the top one. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yes. yeah. That's great. I, yeah, I think the, the big focus was the legacy of faith. And, sure. And, and now for the next year, our Bishop Cantu is meeting with the, the different leaders of all of our parishes. And yeah. the hope is after a year, there will be identified new focus and, and objectives. And we'll probably, you know, do a campaign around those. So. Yeah. So, Joe, what would be your advice? You know, there's a lot of folks who get into, um, actually, I was noticing, I was talking to a colleague of ours, there's a lot of openings for development directors here in the California area. And we get new people in these in, in these chairs all the time who maybe come from another type of fundraising background, whether it's hospitals or like yourself coming from a religious order. What would be your advice to somebody who's new in the position? What do you think that their first couple months should look like, you know, as a new development director? And how did you, when you came in a few years ago, how did you kind of tackle, you know, this job? That's a great question. So I, I think the key is, is really getting to know the culture yeah. of the diocese and finding out about that culture is meeting with the pastors and some of the key leaders at our parishes. And so I think spending a lot of time asking the bishop as to his advice on which pastors to visit and talking to the president of the parish, the priest council, Mm -hmm. meeting with some of those. And I think the other part is really your lay leaders, Mm -hmm. is really to find out who are the key people throughout the diocese at the parishes and, and taking the opportunity to spend some time with them and do a lot of listening. A lot of listening. I think that was very helpful for me. So Yeah. 
Well, that, that sounds exactly like what I did when I first took my role in Allentown. Um, I, I wanted to get out and meet the priests right away, right? Because yeah. they're your fundraisers. They're, right. they're, they're your army, yeah, <laughs> if they you are. will. Yes. You know, right. they're the ones making the ask. So developing those, I think, real relationships with them and, and being responsive too. I mean, whenever a pastor would call me, I'd try to make sure I called them back within, you know, 24 hours or less, right? Because exactly. they need that kind yes. of assistance. Right. You know, and they the, the mail they get from our offices is usually about a foot tall every week. Because I think we realize that in the seminary, there's not a whole semester focused on fundraising. Right. And so as they're ordained, you know, they, they need that assistance. And I think that the office stewardship and advancement can provide those services. And so you're right. I mean, when they're calling, mm-hmm. you know, just to be there and to walk with them mm-hmm. as they're learning how to, you know, make a case for their projects and how to steward their, their parishioners. Mm-hmm. Very key. When I used to work with Bishop Barris, he's in Rockville Center now, but uh, he came in as a new bishop in, in Allentown. And one of the first things he said to me was, you know, Jim, I, I'm, I'm going to meet everybody. I want to spend a lot of time out there and be visible. And he was. I mean, he was at everything. It was incredible. But he also said, I know there's also some key people that I need to spend some time with, you know, and I'm going to rely on you to maybe set up a little series of lunches. So yes. he opened up his calendar and we would do a little mass in his private chapel at home. And then we'd have a little lunch, you know, nothing fancy, but just an opportunity to have dialogues and conversations. Just it was so cr- critical, and so many amazing things happened because of those initial conversations. We started a Catholic Business Owners Alliance network, and we started a Catholic education movement in our diocese. It actually turned out to increase enrollment for a couple of years. Just the, that dialogue, and the people really appreciated that that time with the bishop. I think that's critical. I think um, we had this diocese have the Bishop Circle of Excellence, which is yeah. an opportunity for our donors to meet the bishop uh, several times a year. One is a retreat that goes on during uh, Lent every year. Nice. Um, another one at Christmas time to meet him actually at his residence and to spend time with him there. And, and then we have a barbecue at one of the parishes in the fall. Oh, fun. And, and, and you're right. I mean, it's a great time for them to interface with the bishop, get to know him, mm-hmm. hear what his priorities and, and what he's focusing on. And it really helps them and and their journey and and their relationship with the church. Yeah, and 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 people, I, I like you say, I think they really do appreciate that time, and they get to know him on a personal level, and and he can he gets that into that personal dialogue with them. He gets to hear what their needs are, and then can respond to them. Bishop Barris always had just this incredible memory too. I mean, he literally, as you can imagine, met thousands of people. And he just remembers names like you wouldn't That's believe. Great. I'm so awful at that. <laughs> uh, do you um, do you have a major gift effort go- kind of ongoing in your in your office? So we, we've just completed the you just uh, like, had the, the campaign faith, yes. yeah, yeah, and and that was really highlighting you sure know, that some of the immediate initiatives within the, the community. So I think all dioceses are struggling with the Catholic education and yeah. keeping the doors open and looking at new ways of enhancing that with STEM programs and sure. Um, how is uh, Catholic education doing here in San Jose? It has its challenges, but mm-hmm. the the program is maintaining, yeah, um, which I think is key. Mm-hmm. And there's a, several schools, parishes that are actually looking at capital campaigns to oh. enhance their physical site and to build on to their programs to the schools. So we're hoping that that will that's promising. Yes, yeah, promising. So has enroll so enrollment's been pretty pretty stable. steady. That's great. Right, right, right. That's wonderful. And you tell me how many schools you have, but how many so do you have? 28. 28 schools. Right. How many high schools? So we have three high schools in okay. the area. Yeah. Um, one, the Catholic high school for 
the diocese, and then we have a lot of the private schools that are in diocese for the Jesuits, the Presentation Sisters, mm-hmm. Notre Dame Sisters. How, how big is your average school? They all kind of vary a little bit. Say around the, the elementary like schools the elementary, are yeah, mostly yeah. single schools. Single so grades? Or? Single grades. Okay. Right? Yeah. We have a couple that are double schools. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. Do you guys, uh, does your office get involved in any fundraising with the schools? or Not yet. Not yet? Okay. So. In the future. <laughs> in the future. <laughs> That's all right. Yeah. I mean, I remember when I when I first started, we, we had four people in my office. So, just sometimes it takes time. And before I knew it, they added on Catholic education. Then we started a foundation and the appeal grew. So, you're only here three years. Yeah. <laughs> you have all it, that so. in front of you. <laughs> and we've started yeah. with four just like you did. Yeah, so. that's so great. We're ready. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. So, you are planning to come to ICSC this year. Yes. And uh, what do you? How, what's your view on ICSC? It seems like uh, the Chicago conference was full, wasn't it? as full as I think it had been in previous years, but um, I'm sure you'll, you'll always get a good turnout in California, though, right? People are going to come for People the People come out here, yes. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think that it's because of the new cathedral that's there in mm-hmm. Orange County. I think that'll be a draw. Yeah. I think um, Star Wars at Disneyland will be a, a yes. draw. And again, I think the speakers that will be presenting, um, mm-hmm. you know, certainly enhance and, and bring a lot of people there. And I, we hope in our diocese, because it's only six hour drive or yeah. a short flight, that a lot of our parishioners from our parishes will take advantage. Our foundation is going to be offering scholarships and grants to parishes oh. to be able to go to the conference. So, Well, that's great. There'll be a good contingent from San Jose there. Yeah, I'll, I'll say. Well, we, we will be there. We're looking forward to it. We were talking earlier, Joe, about pastors. And how do you develop those authentic relationships with pastors? You know, what, what, is, what has been your experience over the last few years? I, I think the key with uh, a pastor is being able to be available to him when he has a question regarding stewardship or the appeal or mm-hmm. major gifts, plan giving. I try to go out and visit a lot of our pastors and go to the Mass at our various parishes and to support them when they're having an event. So whether it's mm-hmm. participating in their golf tournament or mm-hmm. going to their gala or different events. I think it's it's having being visible for them. So yeah. when I got to this diocese, they didn't have the Legacy Society. Mm-hmm. So that was new. Yeah. They didn't have any workshops for the pastors. So the boot camp and then this past year yeah. bringing the people together. But we're limited in the staffing. And so I think sure. with the new bishop, I think he, his vision is, you know, what are the other things we can be doing? So Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I think in this area, you know, having a, a gala or a ball or mm-hmm. – um, great opportunities. Absolutely. Is Catholic Charities, do they have their own development office? So Catholic Charities has their own development team, right? Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think one of the challenges in Silicon Valley too, Santa Clara is, is, is going through a $1 billion capital campaign. Oh, And so they've geared up with uh, a wonderful staff there mm-hmm. and um, have certainly shared their mission and the need for higher education mm-hmm. um, throughout Silicon Valley. And they, they are a strong, wonderful force in, in this area. What are some of the uh, the challenges that Catholic Charities are facing uh, in San Jose? I, I think as we find in California, homelessness. Mm-hmm. Um, so really dealing with the just this today in the mail. I mean, in the news, it was again a mobile park that 700 residents are being evicted because they're going to utilize the space and put in new high rises. I think we're constantly um, confronted with that issue. Many of our parishes, probably half of them, have a program where the homeless are able that have cars can be on their property, and then they'll bring in the showers for them to be able to utilize the showers in the morning. And mm-hmm. so. 
that's a big ministry and, mm-hmm. and Catholic charities is playing a big role in that. Um, and then also working in immigration and advocacy. So some key topics. Yeah, absolutely. How about uh, the fires that we all hear about? Does that impact you up here yeah, in this part of the state? Many of our families know of relatives in Sonoma and mm-hmm. also in Southern California that have been affected by the fires. We've right. been very blessed that mm-hmm. this area has not had any of the fires, but mm-hmm. uh, certainly our neighbors to the north and the south. Yeah. And we try to support them in any way that we can. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, Joe, any any closing thoughts uh, for the podcast? We're uh, so glad to have had the opportunity to kind of visit with you a little bit today. Any closing thoughts? No, I think it's uh, great spending the time with it, both of you. And mm-hmm. 2020 is bringing in clear vision for all of us. Yes. <laughs> and uh, it's going to be a great year of uh, wonderful opportunities and uh, looking forward to it. So That's great. Well, thanks for being on the show today. I appreciate it. Thank nice. you. God bless. I want to thank Joe for being on the podcast today. Joe, it was great to be in the Diocese of San Jose. I am looking forward to seeing you again in Anaheim. And I'm actually looking forward to seeing all of you in Anaheim at the International Catholic Stewardship Conference. Are you going? I hope you're going. We just registered as a vendor for the conference, as we always do, to support the work of the International Catholic Stewardship Conference. And of course, we signed up to do a workshop, as we always do. And I'm I'm not sure exactly what the focus of our podcast will be. We're hoping to interview many of you who will be down there, and uh, maybe we'll do some kind of an event to to celebrate uh, the great work that you all do and to uh, celebrate changing our world and and maybe uh, get a few of you on the podcast. If you want to stop by our booth, I would love to hear more about the work that you're doing. So, uh, but here's a question. Would you enjoy a workshop on podcasting? Because uh, that's what we're pitching to the committee for ICSC. And I hope that we're able to offer that to you at, at the conference. So let us know. Let us know if you think that would be a good topic, if it's something that you're interested in. And what are some of the other topics that you might want to hear on Advancing Our Church? We have some webinars that were in the works. I won't spill the beans on them just yet because uh, we're still working on them. But Do you have a topic that you're curious about, or is there a guest or someone that you think would be ideal to be on our podcast? I want to hear from you. So a couple ways you can do it. You can shoot me an email at jfriend at changingourworld.com, or you can go to our website, advancingourchurch.com. You can click leave a voicemail, you know, right on the homepage, actually any page on the website, click leave a voicemail, lower right-hand corner. And leave me a voicemail. Tell me what you liked about this week's episode. Say something great about Joe Naylor. And I would love to play it on uh, on next week's show. So go do that right now while you're thinking about it. Go to advancingourchurch.com, leave a voicemail, tell us what you loved about uh, Joe's work this week or any of our previous guests or anything you like or want to hear on the show. So any comment, I'd love to hear from you. And again, thanks for everybody who retweets and likes and uh, and shows their appreciation for us on social media. And again, if you'd like to support the show, a great way to do that is to leave us a four or five star rating on iTunes and leave us a comment. And I would love to read your comments uh, if, if you want to leave us one on iTunes. We've had some very nice reviews and would love to include you among our supporters. It helps to promote the show. Well, that's our show this week. Many thanks to the Changing Our World podcast team and to Pottery Studios for their support of our show. 
And again, if you'd like more information about the show, please visit us at advancingourchurch.com. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Advancing Our Church is a production of Changing Our World. We're a fundraising and social impact consulting firm, and we've been advising both nonprofits and corporations for the past 20 years. So for more information, please visit us at changingourworld.com. You know, Changing Our World uh, celebrated 20 years last year. That's very unusual for a consulting firm to make it that long. It just doesn't happen in our business. And so we are so grateful for the for the clients that have supported us, that have partnered with us to do great things, to advance the mission of our church, really from coast to coast, from dioceses to parishes. And we would love to count you among those partners. So if there's some way in which we could help you through a campaign or through an increased offertory program, or just look, if you want some free advice, we're happy to uh, consult with you and, and uh, talk with you on the phone and just hear more about your situation. Please feel free to give us a call. Once again, thanks for all you do to advance the mission of our church, and I hope you all have a terrific week. Take care, and God bless. Thank you.